listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Pleased to be joined by one of the best reporters in the country. It's Jared Bell from USA Today. Jared, thanks for taking the time beyond the mega deal that Kirk Cousins is getting from the Vikings. Do you think he's a franchise quarterback? (laughs) Well, Kirk Cousins will go to the Minnesota Vikings and become the third best quarterback in the NFC North. Okay, obviously Aaron Rodgers is in that division. Matthew Stafford is in that division. And, hey, he may be fourth if Mitchell Trubisky turns out to be what the Bears hope he becomes. So franchise quarterback, I think it depends on who's around you, really, in his case. Because, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, we know, is a franchise quarterback. Tom Brady, for reasons that they take the team and make those teams better around them. For Kirk Cousins, it's the opposite. He could be a very effective quarterback if all the pieces are in place. And that's a, uh, an, an attraction, obviously, for the Minnesota Vikings because we saw Case Keenum play very well and get to the championship game with the Minnesota Vikings. So somebody's about to overpay for Kirk Cousins. So it's saying that, you know, you mentioned it right there at the very end, for us overpaying him. If, you, if we had the opportunity to see Kirk Cousins, who not many thought could get it done on that level – You know, how do you justify if they don't even make it to the postseason, which I think they will, or make it as far as the NFC Championship game and say that this is the guy we gave guaranteed money to to take us where? Short of the NFC Championship game. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, Super Bowl or bust if you're the Vikings because you saw what you could do with Case Keenum. Now, I don't know what the extent was in terms of uh, their – contract talks with Case Keenum, but the reports are that Case Keenum's going to get like $19 million or something like that per year from the Broncos, right? So even say if it's $20 million, um, is Kirk Cousins $10 million more than that? That's, you know, I don't think so, to tell you the truth. And, you know, Case Keenum didn't get it done in Philadelphia, but I don't know if a lot of quarterbacks would have gone in and beaten the Eagles you know, on their turf in the NFC championship game. And the fact that they got that far um, was a testament to what, you know, he was able to do. So, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a big gamble for the Vikings because if they don't win it all, and even if they do win it all, they're going to be in a situation in a couple of years where they're going to have to cut people and they're going to have to really do some maneuvering to not only keep Kirk Cousins, but, to keep the supporting cast around him. So I think it's overpaying. I think when we talk about the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and, you know, it's it's great timing for Kirk Cousins, right? Very rarely do you get a quarterback on the market that's, you know, in his prime and he's a starter, right? We had Peyton Manning on the market a few years ago. He was coming off of an injury. We could have had Drew Brees on the market, but he decided, hey, he wasn't even interested in going on the market. So, Kirk Cousins is going to benefit from, from all of this. But uh, it's a weird thing because we know, and he'll be the highest-paid quarterback in the league until Aaron Rodgers gets his new deal or until Matt Ryan gets his new deal with the Falcons. But with Ryan and with Aaron Rodgers and if Tom Brady were to get a new deal, I mean, you can understand those guys going to that level. But when you start seeing Kirk Cousins topping Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> as the highest-paid player in the league, League history, it's, it's mind-boggling. 
Pretty staggering stuff happening across the league. We are chatting with Jared Bell of USA Today. Jared, do you view Cousins' deal as a one-off, an anomaly when it comes to the very important component? It is fully guaranteed. How many other marquee players can walk to the negotiating table next time and say, I want every dime to be guaranteed? Yeah, that's that's that might be a game changer when we think about what people are going to ask for in the future on contracts because – you know, one of the pieces of news that has come out this week as the market, you know, ramps up is that Ndamukong Sue is going to be released by the Miami Dolphins. Now, I remember personally writing about Ndamukong Sue like the highest paid defensive player and all that. And that was, what, three years ago. And I don't think Ndamukong Sue has uh, been a bad player. I mean, he was always going to be the, the player who's not going to give you a lot of sacks. So you, you got to know what you're getting with Ndamukong Sue, a great defensive line and a great force in the middle of the defensive line. And should the Dolphins have paid that kind of money for him? Um, in retrospect, you say maybe not. The Lions couldn't pay that to keep him. Otherwise, they would have loved to have kept him. But that's kind of what the market bears. So when you look at Kirk Cousins getting fully guaranteed money, I guess it's a good deal, but you know, maybe you could have gotten more money, more dollars uh, on a longer term deal because they're not going to cut a Kirk. If they were to sign him to like $120 million, $130 million or, you know, something like that, it's not like they were going to cut him after three years. Maybe they cut him, maybe they cut him uh, after three years, but not three years or less. So I don't know. It, it sounds good, but. You know, we'll see how the numbers, you know, shake out once everything uh, is really settled and official. But I don't know if he's going to get more money over three years and it's guaranteed versus what he might have gotten if it was a five or six year deal. So we'll see. Last year with the Chicago Bears, we saw a move being made to, to Michael Glennon to give him like about a forty five million dollar deal, 18 guaranteed. Then boom, Chicago moves from the third spot to the second spot to grab Mitchell Trubisky. Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater, Tyrod Taylor actually falls in that same category. Do you think they go and grab a quarterback at that number one spot like most anticipated, or they go to someone like a Saquon Barkley to maybe help offset uh, how they actually move moving forward in the, court, in the draft to grab another quarterback? Yeah, I'll I tell you what. I think they're going to get a quarterback. Now, I don't know if it's going to be at that number one spot or at the number four spot. And so – you know how teams are this time of year where nobody really wants to let you know exactly what they're thinking. But I think the Browns have got to be looking at this as a combination play. You know, what's at the number one spot that we can secure ourselves with and what we can get at number four. So if you take a quarterback at one, you know Barkley's not going to be there at four. So uh, do you want to make a Fitzpatrick for your secondary as that guy or if Chubb is still on the board at four? Is that the guy you want? Or do you take Barkley at number one and then get another quarterback? Because you know there's going to be somebody available at four, a quarterback, because of just the, you know, the sheer numbers. So I like this kid from Wyoming, this, this uh, Josh Allen, Ryan Allen, the, the Ryan kid from, <laughs> from, from Wyoming. I can't even think of his name. Josh I, Allen, I, you got it, Josh, Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah, Josh Allen, yeah. I like him just from watching the workouts at the Combine because, you know, I, I kind of fell in love with his arm. Now, that could be dangerous just for, you know, observers like me or NFL teams to put so much on 
a workout. But when I compared him to the other quarterbacks that were on display, I mean, he he clearly had the you know the the, the best physical attributes. He's like six five, and he looks like a natural thrower. So I like him. I don't know how much they like him, um, but if it's me. And I'm drafting. I'd say, yeah, give me Saquon Barkley. But you know that's risky taking a running back at number one. But if you take him and he turns out to be everything that you think he can be, um, maybe you're okay. And that's why you, you trade for Tyrod Taylor because you're trying to, you know, juice this thing up as fast as you can. And then you can take a developmental a quarterback and develop him at number four. But they may be thinking the other way, and it may be quarterback, and then you go with uh, one of the, the top defensive players. But the thing about quarterbacks, too, um, and, and the Browns haven't passed on Deshaun Watson last year, haven't passed on Carson Wentz two years ago. It's kind of like, do we know if, if uh, Sam Darnold is a real deal, if Allen's a real deal, if Josh Rosen? So now, and we'll move, judge all this moving forward, well, who was the better guy? How do you rank them versus how they actually – have you know proven themselves to be in the NFL, and we'll find that out in the future. Jared Bell of USA Today is our guest on the NFL on Tune and Jared, as we connect the dots with Sam Bradford going to Arizona with the Jets having interest in Teddy Bridgewater. Are you surprised that AJ McCarron is still available? Uh, yeah, right now because remember the Browns tried to trade for him during the season. Now they've got a different general manager now, John Dorsey, but. I think the thinking with Cleveland was that, you know, Hugh Jackson had worked with A.J. McCarron in Cincinnati and had a a great feel for him and definitely wanted him last year before the trade deadline. So I guess I'm a a bit surprised that we haven't heard more about him, especially as it relates to Cleveland. But I think some of that kind of, you know, turned on its head when they traded for Tyrod Taylor. So now – what about Buffalo? They're going to need somebody. Maybe they'll put a I'm sure they'll draft somebody, but they're going to need a veteran and a veteran in there. So maybe he's that guy. You mentioned a veteran, uh, Sam Bradford. We've seen his injuries pretty much slow him down throughout his entire career. He gets a one-year deal, uh, I think, twenty million bucks with the Arizona Cardinals. How do you see them handling that situation? Knowing you have David Johnson come back, they can kind of offset some of the pressure of him having to do it by himself far as his health is concerned, and be able to be productive on that team? I, mean, I think it's a great spot. And, you know, I said it a couple of weeks ago that, you know, Kirk Cousins, if, you know, you were really looking for a place to settle down, you know, him being that quarterback on that market, um, at the top of the market, I thought Arizona was a great place to, to be. Now, so I think Sam Bradford might find, find out, to, you know, that he's really wound up in a great spot because, this is a team that is, you know, has some weapons, not only on offense with David Johnson and then Larry Fitzgerald, who you're only going to probably have for one more year, but, and they've got some talent at receivers, but they also have some playmakers on defense. Tyron Matthew, who they're restructuring his contract, Chandler Jones. So I think Arizona is a very attractive place for a quarterback to be. And so Bradford, we know it's a short-term deal. We know his injury history has not been good at all. Um, so now the question with him is, can he just stay healthy and, and make it work and then get himself you know, to that next deal? They will probably draft somebody as well. So that's going to, uh, you know, maybe, and maybe they don't take him in the first, maybe they don't draft a quarterback in the first round. Maybe they'll go with somebody in the second round. But that's always going to be part of the equation there 
with Bradford's injury history and with you know the Cardinals trying to get it ramped up with a new coach. But I think it's a great spot for him. Um, maybe maybe not as good as Minnesota, but um, it's still a really really attractive place. Garrett, as always, we appreciate the insight. Thanks so much for joining us again on the NFL on TuneIn. I appreciate you guys having me. Have a good one. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.